Hey, Sherry, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? Good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. You hear that sound? You know what that is? I do hear that sound, and I think it's the sound of season seven. You are correct. That is the sound of season seven of This Most Unbelievable Life, the podcast. Woohoo! We've made it seven seasons with our excellent listeners at our side. We appreciate all of the support that we get, and we're looking forward to another great season. Yes, indeed. Let's get on with the show. Hmm. We are recording episode 101. 101. What do you think so far? So far, so good. Good afternoon, Dr. Spiegel. Hi, Paul Fitzgerald. What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm I'm really good. I'm really good. Cool. About half an hour ago, I was less good, I think. But now I think I'm good. What happened half an hour ago? Well, half an hour ago, I figured out a puzzle that I'd been working on for quite some time. Oh, yeah, you have. What was it? What was it? it? Um, I was working on setting up a new digital mixer at my fine place of worship. Yeah. And it sounds like you're meeting with success. Yes, as of now. And we're recording in a new place. Yeah, we are. We are in a different place. We have not recorded here before. I was mentioning earlier, mixers today are not the way they used to be. No. For these kinds of things, it used to be the big soundboard with levels and all that other kind of cool stuff. And there's plenty of tons of those still out there. But a lot of these things are just totally, completely digital now. It's like there's not sliders on it. It's like the mixer is is rack mounted. It's like... This is a very different mixer than we used to have back in the It's true. back in the day. Well, the thing is is it still has faders. Um the difference is that the faders are on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so and I mean they're also on the rack mounted uh mixer, but um yeah, it's all the same functionality that I would be comfortable with on a mixer in general. Yeah. But now it's on a computer. So it's kind of like it's kind of like learning a new word processing software, like right. switching from Microsoft Word to Google. Like, you know all the functionality. You just have to figure out where they've stored things and what they've called Yeah, them. right. What, yeah. what tab is it under? What dropdown is it in? Yeah. And just like with many of these, I mean, this is a this is a pro quality mixer you're fooling with, you yeah. know? Um, so it, it's like has a gazillion features. Yeah. That yeah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna look that up and see what that does because yeah. I don't know what this is, you know. Well, it's interesting because, and this relates to we've talked a lot about being in the learning zone, lately. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely feel like I'm in the learning zone with it, but I keep tiptoeing into the panic zone of like, oh, I'm outside of what I think I, I understand, right? Yeah, but it's it's a fun opportunity to be. A beginner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, the, the more I, I think about the the learning zone mm-hmm. and how it hits up against the, the 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 panic zone. Yeah. And we can talk about this again at length for a yes. little more context if we ever want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when I when when we draw the pictures of like I'm leaving the learning zone and entering the panic zone because I'm feeling sort of overwhelmed or. Oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, just like there's a lot of once and you stop learning and you start kind of freaking out yeah. a little bit. I don't think that, I don't think that boundary is a, like a across this line kind of thing. It, it's, it's fuzzy. It's a, it's like I am 70% in learning zone and 30% in panic zone. <laughs> but it's like most of me is still in learning zone. So it's okay. But once you hit 51% panic zone. Yeah. Learning zone drops to zero, I think. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, how much tolerance do you have for? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a curious thing. Like, um, how much, so a lot of what I'm doing with the, like setting up this thing, like I probably could have called someone who knew more than me and had them do it, but I wanted to know it sort of like the back of my hand. Right. right? And so in order for me to know something well. I have to do it myself. Right. Like I'm very, very much a kinesthetic learner. Um, But so like, 
Like, it's all been a conversation of like, oh, I can do this. I can figure this out. I can just, you know, break it down like a class. You don't learn all of algebra in week one. So it's like, intellectually, I know that. But there's another thing in me that's like, ah, you're never going to figure it out because you don't already know. Yeah. I mean, we want to be experts at everything from the from the start. Yeah. And we're not. And um, it, uh, I think we overestimate how much we can really bite off and chew and digest in one day. Yes. And it's like, if you really want to be really proficient at the mixer and everything is going to be fine in your head, I think, or this is true for any, anything really, I think any skill or new technology or anything you're trying to do. The best thing you can do is like fumble your way through it as best you can and sort of try to figure out a couple of things and then like go home, eat Mm -hmm. a meal, go to bed tomorrow. You'll be, far better at it than you were at your best today because you slept, yes. you know, and you gave your neurons a time to make unconscious sleeping connections and things like that. So I think that's true. Yeah. It's like you really do have to build in time to sort of, okay, I'm stepping away, step away, let things sort of yes become familiar. Yeah. And then I can appreciate it differently and with a little more understanding. It's like the food thing. It's like you never really know if you like a new food until you've had it 11 times or something like that. <laughs> eat eat that. the thing, go home, sleep on it, yeah, do that a couple of times and it'll make perfect sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I um, I think the idea that learning is slow is like I always know it and I talk to my students about it, mm-hmm. but being... I mean, I can't remember the last time I decided to learn something new from sort of from the ground up. Right. Um, and so I think it's building my my empathy for what it feels like yeah. to be a learner. Yeah. And this really isn't ground up. I mean, it's 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 complexity times 10. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, the theory of the mixer. I do. But this is. Yeah. Well, and part of what I'm dealing with is the fact that the system that I'm working in I'm turn. I'm transitioning us from an old system to a new. Yeah, I was going to say we're not talking about a KitchenAid stand mixer. We're referring to a <laughs> yes. piece of audio visual equipment that takes multiple channels of of signal and yeah. does things with them and sorts them out and combines them and sends them to an output device where it can be streamed or broadcast into into whatever. Yeah, because somebody's out there. It's like, what are you talking about? You put the attachment on. You add your flour, your water, your yeast. <laughs> you hit the button. Wait for five minutes. Presto pizza dough right you know or they're thinking like you can just do that by hand do by hand just get yeah. a spoon just get a spoon that's all you need that's all you need um it does kind of feel similar though like it does <laughs> in a lot of ways um you know take take components combine them output goes to oven yeah you know it's, it's not all that different it's not all that different um maybe that's why they called it the mixer but yeah i mean it's yeah, part of the issue is I'm not starting from the ground up. It was a system put in by somebody else. That you knew pretty well yeah, already. Yeah. Um, well, but the people who put the system in before us, like they designed it so that no one else would yeah, be able to come in that. and learn it. Yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's been really interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. So, yeah, um... But I mean, we have PhDs, so we're supposed to be able to learn things very quickly. So I don't, you know, I don't think that's a favor because it's like, why is this taking me so long? I have a higher education degree and whatever. Yeah. You know, why is it taking me so long to figure this out? And that's true for anything, anyone though, I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, I think. Learning is slow. Learning is slow. I think the other thing that I'm noticing is like the last time I really had my hands on a mixer, I was probably like 17 years old and mixer technology has changed so much in 20 years. Um, And I didn't do as much then um, as I'm doing now, like honestly. Um, Like I think at that point, like my, I seem to recall my dad's old board had basically like you know, markings, like put the fader here. This is where we yeah, like right, it. That right, kind of right, thing, right. you know? So don't touch the levels. Don't touch yeah. the levels. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, now that that problem is solved, I'm reminded that I really like the feeling of having learned something. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard when you're in it. Yeah. You know, it's really hard when you're in it. Um, yeah. and there's a lot of, there's a lot of room in, 
the familiar. It's like it's it's getting familiar with yeah. something, and there's a lot of room in that for judgment. Yeah, um, and that's true for math. That's true for learning how to write. That's true for learning how to use new technology. That's true for learning how to throw pottery. I mean, for for anything, mm-hmm. it's like you go through these phases where you're getting familiar. The brain wants to hurry up, and self judgment comes in and. Yeah. Here comes the doubt and. Yeah. Well, and like with audio equipment, it's interesting because it's like, well, you listen all the time. So we're used to using our ears, but now we're using them in a new way. And I imagine it's not that different from what you experience, like working with students who are looking in a microscope, right? Yeah, totally. They use their eyes all day. But now, like, what do you notice in students when you're trying to teach them how to look through a microscope? They try to they try to go into it already knowing what everything does, with an with an expert's approach. Yeah. Um, and what and when success does not immediately happen, the hand goes up, and uh, I think there's something wrong with the microscope. Yeah. Just like when the when the mixer wasn't doing what it was supposed to do, there's something wrong with this mixer. <laughs> See, it's I like, didn't nope, that's fine. That. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I assumed fine. there was something wrong with me. You call that user operator error. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. So it's it's going in trying to be all cool and and knowing everything at once and then realizing that that's not how the way that's going to go. And uh, humility is a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, and it takes courage to raise one's hand and say, uh, help, walk me through. Because the objective is not to get the mixer working. The objective is for you how to you to learn how to operate this thing. Yeah. It's for this. It's not to, it's not to make the microscope magnify something. It's for the student to learn how to operate the microscope. Yeah. To see what's, to see this wonderful universe up close that we've, that we inhabit. Right. Um, so the, the objective, when, once one is clear on what the objective is, it might be easier to do it. Cause it's like, I'm trying to get this mixer to work or anything. It's like, yeah, you can just call somebody in and they can get it to work. But that's not really what you want to do. Right. You know, you want to be functional, competent, understanding, aware, familiar yeah. with the ins and outs of this thing so that um, you, with your adaptability, can leverage the full feature set of this piece of equipment mm-hmm. for for more circumstances than just the one that it's might be set up to do best at any particular time. Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I like what you said about like the goal isn't to get the mixer to work. The goal is for me. It's, it's like when people take their dogs to obedience school. Yeah. That's really for them, not for the dog. Yeah. You know, we're training the human. Um, Yeah. Right. You know, and you look at the microscope or the mixer, the mixer and the microscope do everything they are supposed to do. Invariably. Yeah. Invariably. And so it's the human's job to like learn how to do what it can do. Yeah, but that's what this meat suit does. I mean, we have opposable thumbs and a neofrontal cortex and a yeah. eyes that see, ears that listen, you know, and all that cool stuff that lets us interact with our environment around us. How do you operate that mixer is no different than how do you operate your body mm-hmm. and uh, the right right perspective on what it is we're actually trying to do here, I think, is important. This is why um, I get so obnoxious. Um, that is my that is my <laughs> my description of what's happening. Right? Others mm-hmm. would say oh, you're fine um, with like word choice, like describing things in the right way. Yeah. Um, let's really let's really take some time to slow down and describe what's happening here using correct language that really reflects the truth of what's going on. Right. Um, I'm trying to get this mixer to work. Well, no, you're not. Right. You're trying to, <laughs> it's really not because, you know, I don't know, the, the screen is on the, I see the interface, the mixer, it looks like it works. That's not what you're trying to do. Yeah. Right. It's, be specific. What are we really trying to do here? And it's right. like, I'm trying to configure this mixer or whatever it might be to this set of circumstances so we can do this. And I'm trying to figure out how, to do that from where I'm starting. Right. That true statement. It's like, oh, that's what you're doing. And then it's like, then everything sort of makes sense a little bit. And then it's easier to say, um, 
rather than, well, I can't figure it out today, so I'm going to quit and go home. It's like, okay, I've learned enough for today. I'm going to go home, rest my brain, get a good night's sleep, let my neurons do what they're going to do. And tomorrow, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we, we'll see what we'll learn tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting. Like that's really how I've had to look at it. Um, like each day trying to learn some different piece of it, like the first time. I did not intend this to be an episode about the mixer, but here we are. Well, it's an episode about learning. Is it about the mixer? Right? Is it about is the mixer? Is anything about the mixer? How do we learn things? Yeah. Anyway? Um, How do we learn things kindly? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, like maybe right before we started recording, we were having a conversation. I was like, I didn't think I could do this. And part of it was because I tend to have some a little all or nothing thinking Hmm. left over related to what my skill set is. And so when I think about like, I didn't think that I could build a sound system from the ground up. Right. Like, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. But if you break it down, like what did I do? I researched a piece of equipment and purchased it. And then what did I do after that? Um, I got the piece of equipment and put it into the rig. Right. Right? Like, can I unscrew and rescrew things? Yes. yes. And then <laughs> and then after that, it's like, I it's the shapes game. Okay, I've right. got imports that look like this. I've got outputs that look like this. These don't match. Insert, insert tab A into slot B. It's like, hang on a minute. Yeah, there were different. Yeah, I you have... had to do a conversion. Yeah, yeah, you had to do a conversion. Yeah, so it's, a, you know, and it's, so it's like... You know, and when you're talking to your students about unit conversion, this is why it matters. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> yeah, this is why it matters. Yeah, it, you know that that is why it matters. Yeah. So once I understood, like, okay, this is what I'm working with. Get everything plugged in. Those adapters are cheap. Yay! Yay! Yay. Yeah. And then what? It like, took two days to get here. Yeah. Yeah, fun. they took. So I got a weekend of rest, and you know, and then I had to do some work related to like a land system, like a you know. Wire yeah, get the wireless fired up. Yeah, creating a network. You know, so it's just like little... which is which you succeeded in doing. I did. See, I did. See, see. I have another task that I'd like to do later related to expanding that network. But but yeah, so it's this is kind of related to yesterday we talked about. You know, do I need to get the mixer going or do I want to get the speakers working? Right, like right. identifying right. those smaller steps. One of those one there. of those tasks is not like the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, getting the getting the mixer working is you know is score a touchdown. Yeah, you know it's like there's more than one play that gets made. Yeah, it's it's rare that you get a touchdown on the kickoff return. You know, (laughs) it's there's you know there's running plays, there's passing plays, there's maybe you lose a couple of downs, maybe you know, yeah, sometimes you go three and out and you start over and yeah, you know. And uh, it, it takes it takes takes a few plays to get to the to the end zone, right? So it's like what and so it's like what is the next what is the next play that I have to make in yeah. order to do some progress here to get this thing to the end goal? Yeah, I'm wondering if this sort of progress like framework also works for things where there isn't an end goal. Like for example, yeah, I'm thinking point. about specifically yeah, yeah. like meditation. I was thinking like the life we live. Yeah. Right. There, <laughs> I was going, I was going a little broader with my broader understanding. Let's start question. with meditation. Yeah. It's a little smaller. Right. right. right yeah. Right. Like, so is that still an like learn incremental situation? Um, the, the act of it certainly, certainly can be broken down like that. And yeah. I've, I've not really broken it down that much with, meditation per se but one could yeah um i think about it more as like with with like running mm-hmm. or just like any sort of you know it turns out running is not the hard part it's it's every step you take on a run is easier than the very first step out the door yeah the first step out the door is always the hardest one the hardest thing to do is to put your shoes on and, and step out the door mm-hmm. so it's like i'm not going to go for a run i'm not going to whatever all i'm going to do I'm just going to put my shoes on. It's like, okay, my shoes are on. All I'm going to do is go outside. It's like at that yeah. point, you're 90% of the way there, you know? And now it's like, now all I'm going to do is take one step. And it's like, well, just keep doing that. I mean, it's like, just, yeah. just no, just rinse and repeat yeah. a couple thousand times. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you've, you've, you've achieved your objective. Yeah. 
most of the time when, especially, and this is especially true if I'm like moving through like a bluesy period or, you know, some light depression, like I never go for walks. I always decide to put my shoes on and walk to the end of the street. Right. But by the time I get to the end of the street, I'm like, well, I'm already already here. here. Yeah. I mean, all the hard decision making has already been done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the time I get there, I'm already into the podcast I'm listening to. So I'd hate to head back home still, now. So do another lap around the block or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, but anytime, like, I think like, like you, with, with you, I mean, with me, it's like anytime something's is like really dicey and there's like this thing, it's like, I can't imagine what it is going to be like to actually do all this huge thing that I have to do. So it's like, I'm not even going to think about that. What mm-hmm. is the next thing I'm going to do? And if I just keep doing the next thing. It, it achieves itself. Yeah. You know, you don't, you never actually, you never actually got the mixer working. Right, right. You never actually went for a run. You just did the, the next, the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, getting the mixer working and going for a run or winning the big game or whatever. I think it's championship yeah. week in the NFL this week. Um, those are way you describe what happened in the past. There's not... <laughs> Right. It's it's not the daily activity because it's like you're not learning how to how to use the mixer or, or anything. You're learning how to funnel the output so they go into the yeah into the PC. You know, or right, whatever gonna, it is. And then you're going to do the next thing. Yeah, and then you're going to do the next thing. Yep. I think any any task can be broken down like this. I mean, for meditation, it's like, oh, well, the first thing I'm going to do is find a place where I want this to happen, and then. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm there. What is it like to, I'm just going to breathe for 10 seconds and 10 breaths and see where I feel it the most. And then by then you're in it. Yeah, yeah. By then you're in it. Yeah. It's like, and you know, the, you can always start over part, you know, my mind, knowing, knowing that you're going to get distracted and the mind is going to wander, kind of frees you to have a mind that wanders, realize it's not the objective. It's like, oh, mind is wandering. Eh, That's fun. Back to the breathing. Mm-hmm. That's just how I do it. Yeah. You know, but you can totally break these things down like that. And uh, I mean, this is the antidote to overwhelm, you know, and mm-hmm. I like to remind students that you can really only do one thing at a time, mm-hmm. one thing at a time. And I used to say on a, on a, on a bad day, I, I only do five things at once, but on a good day, I only do one thing at a time. Yeah. You know, yep. it's like when I'm having a lousy day, I will try to multitask and, I'll do a lousy job at five things. Yep. But if I'm having a good day where I'm centered and focused, one thing at a time, mm-hmm. I can only do one thing. And with uh, without exception, during the entirety of my life, whatever happened or did not happen during the course of that day is fine. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The consequences were nothing. Yeah. Nothing really. Yeah. It's interesting because I think this morning I was feeling something that I described as overwhelm. Yeah. And it was precisely because I wanted to be in two places equally at the same time. Yeah. And you can't. No, 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 you can't. (laughs) No, you can't. Much as you may try, much as my calendar tries to make me do that. Right. Um, Um, And so figuring out how to, how to meet all, all of what I felt like I needed for the day mm-hmm. required to figure out what's the best way to kindly do that. And that means one at a time. Yeah. One at a time. Um, there's a couple of things I have on my calendar currently um, where like not today, not tomorrow, but like a, a couple of weeks down the line where it's like, there are two things going on at once in different locations at different places. And my, I, I will admit my first approach to this is, I'm not going to do anything for now. I'm going to see if this somehow fixes itself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to to see if this, because sometimes it does. I mean, sometimes that kind of thing, it's like the problem just like magically goes away Mm -hmm. somehow. Yep. Uh, So it's like, I don't want to do anything about it too quickly because it might be wasted effort because it's going to, it's going to solve itself next week sometime. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why being like staying with what's today's work is so important. Um, cause if you take that on as today's work, like, and then in a week, one of them gets canceled or whatever, yeah, right? Like, like <laughs> so then you, you, that, that's a problem worked itself out, but you lost part of today. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. struggling over it or whatever. Yeah. 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 I have been really starting to realize that I also can't. A full calendar is not a sign of success. 
it's a sign of lack of boundaries. It can be. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Um, it is. It is good in our culture to have a full calendar where you go from one thing to the next. Ooh, what am I going to do next? What's the next thing? What am I going to do? What do I have to be now? This kind of thing. It's just cult of productivity we talk about all the time. Yeah. And well, it, you feel like you've been in that mixer we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you certainly do. <laughs> you really? um, you come out of it pretty pretty shot at the end of the day, yeah. pretty worn out. Um, but even it says in the Metta Sutta, right, uh, don't not taking on too many things <laughs> yeah. is the path towards happiness. Um, and it's, it's very, very clear. And it's like, you see, you know, you see phrases like that in the, in the, in the, in the suttas or whatever, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you find ultimate happiness? And it's like, the line is like, he, he or she who does not take on too much, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and you do everything you can to try to mush and cajole that statement to fit your busy ass lifestyle. <laughs> right. You know, and it's like, no, there's no way around this. Yeah. There's no way around this. And you know what it's like? I mean, when, when there's too much going on, the mind never settles. It's really hard to do the thing that's in front of you. You're always thinking about the next thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. And so you're never fully present in the thing you're actually doing. Yeah. Without extraordinary focus and training and, and doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, and the day's gone and, and you missed it because you were busy for the whole time. So just don't try to do too much. And yeah, that is good luck trying to convince a 18-year-old overachiever <laughs> that that's the, <laughs> that's the way to have a happy life. Because so many of them that I know, you know, so many college students that I know. They're still kind of allured by this uh, this shiny object of accomplishment, and um, I need to do all these things. And if I do all that, then I'll then I'll be happy, and I'll have the job and the house and the whatever all we're all going to get. And it I've never known it to work that way. Yeah, ever too much too much randomness is built into the system to bend to your will of. of of productive prediction on if you do this, then that is going to happen. It's like, I've never known the universe to be quite so uh, causative as to, if I get a college degree, then I'll get a job. And if I get a job, then I'll make a lot of money. It's like, I don't think it works. (laughs) There's a lot of randomness built into this whole thing. So much so that it's like, yeah, getting a college degree probably increases your odds of some things, but but not, nothing is a guarantee in this world. And who knows what you're going to be into in a year from now? Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, roosters come home to roost on what you really love, right? Versus oh. what you're actually doing all the time. It's like there's a never-ending supply of roosters that line <laughs> up that wait to come home to roost. Anytime you think you got everything figured out, one of those roosters is going to like smile and swoop down because these are flying roosters <laughs> and they will, they will roost in your presence and remind you of the folly of your uh, conviction on, on knowing how all this goes. The flying rooster. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I feel like I've lived through that existence and that reality. Like, you know, I have this conversation sometimes with my students, like, and I've talked about it on this podcast, like, I rushed through to get the PhD, like, yeah, I got right, the bachelor's right, right, degree, right. got the master's, got the PhD. Lined them up. Knocked, yeah, lined them up, knocked them out, and, you know, got the job, got promoted to full professor, you know, got, you know, opportunities within that, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you realize... You got to keep like doing stuff like life's not over. Suddenly you've done, you've checked all the boxes that you uh, prescribed for yourself yeah. and there's still like a lot of life left. Yeah. You're, you're still young and you have not yet, some reason you have not yet ascended. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, so what do you do what now? <laughs> yeah. What now? What, what for the next 14 years? And granted, like, I, I think I'm really you know, I'm really blessed in what I've been able to accomplish and where I've been positioned and all of that. But it's still like, 
my point when I talk to my students is like, if you do it fast or you do it slow, the results are the same. The results are the same. Right. The results are the same. Except no, one, no one is standing over here with a stopwatch. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this whole thing with the mixer is so anti Sherry's way of learning. I think that's what makes it so yeah, right. amazing because, granted, it's the way I would teach my students to learn. Um, but it's not how I have ever let myself, like, allowing yourself multiple days, taking breaks, going home and resting. Um, like, we had a full day on campus yesterday. Right. I was here at the church working in the morning. And then I was going to go back to yeah, work you're last night. Back by, yeah. And on the way home, I was like, you know what? The kindest thing I could do for myself is go home, eat some dinner. You were out by like 8.30 or 9. Right? I was. I was. <laughs> like she's going to bed. I was like, and good night, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Eric was in a meeting. And I think when he came, he he was on a Zoom meeting in the living room. And I think he came in and I was like, good night. And that was it. Like I was done. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But then I woke up this morning and felt like, okay, I can... I can get some work done. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he got a text that said, it's going to snow. <sighs> and then I had to think about what that meant for yeah, my life. What does this mean? Yeah. Yeah. Pivot, pivot. Pivot. We can pivot. Yeah. We, we've yeah, learned we how to do good. that. Yeah, we do pretty good. We do pretty good. Why do you think pivoting is so important? Well, this is none, of, none of this goes exactly the way that you think it's going to go. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, but you don't always have to pivot either. Sometimes it does sort of go the way that you yeah. think it's going to go. And blessed are those times when expectation actually plays out. But I find that is more surprising than when it doesn't. You know, I'm very comfortable saying, wow, that didn't work out at all the way that I thought. It's like that has happened so many times yeah. that I am extraordinarily comfortable and familiar with it. And it's like, yeah, got to pivot, got to pivot. We're going to do something else. That's fine. Yeah. I'm attached to no outcome. Well, this is the episode 100. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no expectation of what the outcome is going to be here. Right. Um, we're going to do this thing that feels like it's the right thing to do. And what's going to happen is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And as long as we do it with best intentions and kindness and compassion for all living beings and ourselves odds that something bad is going to happen are low you know we're probably not going to cause any particular harm to the universe in doing so and uh so i got real comfortable with pivot with with a pivot perhaps more so than i ought to be or am or others might be comfortable (laughs) with because it also makes me i'm going to say things in a familiar way Mm -hmm. uh just for the convenience of of myself you and our listeners because uh, language can get weird mm-hmm. when you're trying to describe this kind of thing. But um, it, 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 I'm about to say, like, it, it makes me come across sometimes as being wishy-washy. And mm. in, in no, no part of that is accurate. It's like, it's not making me do anything. It's, you know, wishy-washy is not the ki- kindest, you know, but it's like, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's like... Do you want tacos or pizza? It's like eh, tacos, pizza. It's all the same to me. You know, it's it's not all the same to me. And I might have a slight preference, but if we do one versus the other, it's like eh, pivot. Okay, we're doing this now. Yeah. And uh, that takes practice to to get into that place. And I'm not altogether sure. You know, I think I think there is a middle way on it. You know, like over over flexibility versus under flexibility. Yeah. You know, because um, over flexibility can lead to even though you might have preferences that are very very slight um the thing that happens that is the thing that you would prefer to happen is less likely to happen if you're infinitely pivotable <laughs> right but you know you also don't want to be completely inflexible because then nobody's going to like you right <laughs> right mm-hmm. it's like i'm just going to say it like it like it sort of is um so I don't know what the middle is. And so it gets back to this, you know, how do you how do you clearly state your needs? Yeah. You know, how do you how do you how do you actually articulate what your what your preferences really are? And are you more comfortable as a as a nurturer on there in the world taking care of others? Or are you more privileged where you're you're less um you're less uncomfortable with just saying what you want? You know, yeah. Um, and what's sort of the 
what what hill do you die on sort of yeah. with what what you what you prefer versus what you don't and so yeah this ability to to pivot and to do something different um i mean any time that i've gotten a cool new piece of equipment and that is a cool new piece of equipment mm-hmm. it's like it shows up at three i'm gonna have this thing running by six thirty. yeah it's like <laughs> no you're not right um and then to find out that it's like okay so this Cable does not plug in to the shape of thing. <laughs> so I think this is not going to happen by 6.30. But uh, the the excitement when you're on the five-yard line of going 95 yards on the on the kickoff return, getting a touchdown in one play is alluring. Yeah. It's, it's very yeah. alluring, but it's like it, it's, it's not going to happen that way. Right. So the ability to make this pivot and it's like, okay, it might take me a couple of plays to get down the field. Okay, it might take me a couple of days to, to get this thing working. All right, it might take me a couple of attempts to get this microscope cooking yeah. to be proficient at it. Not so that it magnifies, but that I know how to use it. Right. And the same goes from the, I think for ourselves and how we operate our bodies. Yeah. You know, it's going to take some time to figure out how to operate this thing so that um, it's able to experience discomfort, but it's not going to be panic zoned or dissociated yeah. through it where it can maintain learning. Right. The ability to state what's important to you and what your preferences are is important. The ability to pivot is also important. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's interesting, you know, with that idea of, you know, yes, the appeal of the, running it back 95 yards in one setting. That's what like, makes the highlight real. It does. But you know what? You get the same number of points yes. if if you brought it from, you yeah. know, one yard yeah. as you do. A 15-yard field goal is three points. A yeah. 60-yard like, field goal is three still points. Still three points, right? Like it's it's that you don't get you don't get points by the yard. Yeah. You know, it's not a fruit by the foot. Right. You know, you get, so you might miss the he- highlight reel, but you you're still going to yeah, win so, the so game. Why, so why doesn't the 15-yard why, why doesn't the 15-yard field goal make the highlight reel? They both got three points, right? Right? It's a good question. However, in basketball, they did have the three-point line. I know. I, I thought <laughs> did, about that. Twig, and I was like, they did tweak that. Doing, yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's like the only sport where they do that. Though it's yeah. like they actually sort of the, the free the free point is one, the standard is two, and then there's a three-point line. Yeah. You know, I think that might be like the only sport think, that actually weighs the the point with the yeah with some sort of difficulty. Yeah, I think so. Level. I can't think of another one. Well, Others, maybe golf, but you know how many. How, how many, many shots how matters? How many shots does it take? Right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But I mean, so it's an interesting way of being to understand that like it doesn't matter. You're still getting to the destination regardless of like what the journey looked like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pivoting. Um, I think I'm very... I think I have an interesting relationship with pivoting because I tend to pivot a lot. I tend not to articulate what I need or would prefer. And then I notice resentment grow. Mm. Right. And I think resentment is a sign that I have been pivoting without articulating. Resent where's the resentment aimed? Well, is it's the situation sh- or is it at a So <laughs> It's not aimed at you, Paul. Yeah, right. Calm down. I don't know. But like, well, it, to me, that's the sign that I haven't been articulating my needs, right? Like, um, so if, for example, I end up saying to myself, like, oh, well, I, here I am stressed out trying to figure out, duh, duh, duh. and then this other person, all they have to do is just like meander through their day and show right. up halfway, right? Like when when I start comparing what I'm asking myself to do versus what it looks like someone else is doing. Like, it's not about the other person. It's really about, I have agreed to be a pretzel and I would prefer not to be. Yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so, um, for me, like I've noticed that resentment is not a sign that I'm being treated poorly. Resentment is a sign that I'm not, Speaking directly. Yeah, a, a preference could have been articulated that was not. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, we we catch that not as it's happening, but in the ec- execution of it, so to speak. It's like, this is the 
slow, slow yes phenomena. It's yeah. like, hey, do you want to do this great things that sound shiny and look really good on your evaluation? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. And then like you regret it immediately. It's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then it's like, hang on. No, I, I don't think it, you know. That's not going to work Yeah, it's me. not going to work out. Um, but it's it's hard to it's hard to go back and like, I'm changing my answer. Yeah. I'm changing my answer. Well, and that's, that's a case where resentment might show up, right? Like you say yes. And then every time you go to work on that project, you resent the person who asked you. Why? All they did is yeah. ask a yeah. question, right? You're the one who said you yes. You could have said no. Yeah. You could have said no. That's hard to do. You it's know, hard I was to just, do. I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day who, I mean, this gets down to, and it's not just, it's hard to say no. I mean, that's that's one way to sort of approach this dilemma that a lot of people find themselves into. It's like, let's, and I mean, we talk about this all the time and we, I mean, we offer workshops on mm-hmm. boundaries and how to say no. Um, we're doing one in a couple of weeks yeah. Yeah. on compassionate refusals. Compassionate refusals. Yeah. And it's going to be great. And it's like, Going through this life, it's like, I just need to learn how to say no. It's like, that's true. That it, you, it would be good. It would add some freedom and flexibility to your life to sort of, quote unquote, learn how to say no. Yeah. But that's not really what this is. Right. You know, it's it's how do I take control of my life for what it is? It, it, I mean, it's it's actually a much bigger whale that you're trying to land than how to say no. Because it's like, how, how when you say no is hard. Not because it's hard to say no. It's easy to say no. I've just said it like 10 times in the last yeah, two minutes. It's very, it. very easy you're to very say. Good at it. It's only two letters and they're right next to each other. <laughs> they're even like lined up in the alphabet right next to each other. Yeah. How it's, convenient. How convenient. Um, and that should tell you something. It should be very, very easy to say no. Yep. And like Y is all the way at the beginning. E is all, or all the way at the end. E is all the way at the beginning. And S is like you, you have yep. to traverse the totality of the alphabet twice yeah. to build a yes. No, it's like they're already just sort of lined up. Right. Why is it so hard? It's a lot less work just to say no. But I mean, it's not about saying no. It's about taking uh, taking authentic ownership of the life that I you have. I love this idea that like yes stretches you out and no is yeah, super it's, it's, compact. It's, 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 already, it's already been built for you. It's already yeah. been made for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think part of it for me is realizing that every no is really a yes, right? And so like when you say no to something, yeah, it is right. so that you can say yes to something else. Um, I actually sort of pivoted. I, one of the things that I've noticed recently is that I have a lot of dear people in my life and I have not been able to spend a lot of time with all the dear people in my life. Those are things that are true. Right. Right. Um, so I had somebody approach me about, you know, coffee or lunch, right? Lovely human person. I would not at all mind having coffee or lunch. They sound delightful. They, they're they delightful, right? But what I sort of lined up in my world is like, I have been planning to have coffee or lunch with one of my best friends for a month mm. and haven't been able to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so I replied and I didn't say no, but I said, here, here are some events that I'm going to be attending it would be great to catch up at these. Yeah. Right. And so I pivoted the request and there's somebody, I can't remember who it was that I was listening to some of her work. Um, I need to figure out who that was, who was advocating for downgrading requests, uh, right? Like somebody right. wants to do dinner, you say lunch. Right. Somebody wants yeah, to say, yeah. Who do was lunch. that? Yeah. Who was yeah. That? I can't remember. I that too. Yeah. But it, it's a, it's a good piece of advice. And so that's an example of like, like basically I said no, um, but she was able to attend an event that I was also at and we did get to catch up. And I think it met the need that she had while not, um, not stretching me outside of what I could do right now. Right. Because there's a lot of really cool work that I want to be able to show up for fully. Yeah. Things that I want to be able to say yes to. Right. Um, And so that's kind of, that was, I think that was a useful pivot. Yeah. And and that goes both ways. I mean, saying saying no to one thing is saying yes to something else. And Mm -hmm. saying yes to something is saying no to something else. So it's, it's being fully aware about what those yeses and nos really sort of, sort of are. And invariably saying um, saying no to someone else is saying yes to something of yourself and saying yes to someone else 
is going to take time and energy away from you that you may have wanted to spend on yourself or something like that. So it's usually the, you know, a no is a yes. It's like a no to someone else is a yes to yourself. And a yes to somebody else is a no to yourself. So, and sometimes that's fine. I mean, you can say yes to things. Yes. That's fine. You know, but our, I think our rules are when you say yes to something, make sure it's yes to them. That's also a yes to yourself. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yes for both. And I think... And only do those things where it's yes for both. Yes. Well, and I think that's part of what, even just planning our day today, we had to, we had to make sure we got to that point where it was a yes for both of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I noticed us keep continuing like, so is this really a yes for both yeah. of us? Right. Um, I mean, it was great for me. You pivoted more than I did. Yeah, but I'm doing the same things that I was going to do. Yes, just different places. Just different, yeah, so it's like it's fine. You had more time on the road. A little bit. I, I didn't like for you. That's okay. Highway was clear, but it's going to snow pretty soon. <laughs> it is, but we have an alarm set. Yeah, we have an alarm you set. 45 more minutes yeah. before I'm putting you back in the yeah, back in the car in the car where I found you. There's a nor'easter on the way. A nor'easter. Mm-hmm. Like Boston's going to get like one to three feet. Oof. Yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah. I'm going to say no to that. Yeah, me too. I'll yeah. say no to that by not going there. Yeah, let's not. Deal. It's very, it's very easy for us to do right now, considering. Yeah. Well, so I mean, part of it, like this morning, I was like, okay, so I'm gonna get over to church and I'm gonna spend two hours on that, and then after that, I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna have like, I'm gonna record a podcast and I'm gonna have lunch, and then I need to get back over to the church and figure out whatever I haven't before it starts snowing. It's gonna start snowing. And it just like when I. was going through that whole calculus and it started feeling like calculus. That's exhausting to me. Yeah, it sounds exhausting yeah. to me. Yeah. And then um and then I realized that like I'm feeling all of this pressure and I haven't articulated it to you. I'm just feeling it all. And right. you I think at some point when we first talked this morning, you could tell something was happening, but I was just like I'm not ready to talk about it. I gotta go. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right, right. But right. It, but it was, you know, sometimes it takes time to figure out like what are all the moving parts here and what's important about today right what do i want right. to happen today right right and so i knew today i wanted to see you and record this podcast have a lunch have lunch have some lunch, have some lunch celebratory lunch um and i wanted to get some proper time to crack at this yeah mixer yeah and, it's working uh, out one one of those things was mobile you yeah, right. But I mean, I, I mean, I wanted to get some stuff posted in my classes. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to get the lunch. I wanted to record a podcast, and we're doing all the things we both yeah, wanted so, to so do. So it all it all worked out, and it doesn't look like what we thought we were doing yesterday. No, it doesn't. So it's like okay, cool. We can, it's different. We we're pivot. doing this now. Yeah, we're doing this now. Good yeah. pivot. Good pivot. It was but good I mean, pivot. sometimes it's very easy to pivot. Yes. You know, some, it's like tater tots or mac and cheese. It's like, well, do the tater tots come with cheese? Because <laughs> both. Um, it's pretty easy. Um, it's when the the nuances, foibles, whatever you want to call it, preferences of others, you know, what I mean, things can more often than not, things can be accommodated to an acceptable yeah. degree where it's like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, Um it doesn't take me out of comfort learning zone or an panic zone or anything like that. It's like, no, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm good. We can, yeah. we can do that. But it requires conversation. It does. And um, even after 50 years, you know, in my case, um, it's still, there's still this little bit of, oh, what's going to happen if I suggest this other thing? Is it too late to, to suggest something else? Because... Here we are. It's day of. Can yeah. we do something Ooh. else? You know, and it's, yeah. for some reason, it just still feels, I don't want to say scary, but scary. It does feel scary. You know, or risky or it, it's like we just don't like to inconvenience people. Yeah. Well, and from my point of view with like today as an example, it feels it feels selfish mm. is, is what I kept bumping up against. It's like, well, it would be really selfish to ask Paul to come here. Like, it's not like I live in, like, New Zealand, right? Right. Like, (laughs) um, but yeah, like, I just, I could not get over the hump of feeling guilt over asking you to do a different thing. That was more, I think it's because 
it was more convenient to me. And so like the people pleaser in me is like, you don't matter. Only yeah, other people threw up matter. Red flags all over the place, all over that. Yeah. 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 Well, but I think a lot of people struggle with this. Oh, like, absolutely. absolutely. I need to do the thing that's nice. I need to be kind to others. We live in a society. You know, yeah. I don't want to be a pain in the butt. I don't right. want to I don't want to get this reputation of being a somebody yeah. who's hard to whatever with, you know. Right. So. Yeah. I'll just do what everybody else wants to do. What's most convenient for them. And it is alluring to say. It's comforting to say. It's like, ah, oh, I'll just do what everybody else wants me to do. I mean, it's like everything's just laid out in front of me and I'll completely accommodate everybody's requests except for my own. And that is a guarantee for resentment. Yeah. Not towards anyone. It's like resentful of this life. Resentful you of yourself it's just and resent- your choices. It's, it's like you it's, know? it's not being resentful towards something. It's like it's just the feeling of resentment. Yeah, yeah. It's like am I literally here to accommodate others? Yeah. Really. When does Paul get his turn? When does Sherry get her turn? When does I mean fill in mm-hmm. the blank with name, right? And gender pronoun, you know, and <laughs> yeah, and who who has not said that? Who has right. not said that? Well, and I mean, even in that language is this idea of everyone getting their turn. And I think sometimes in some contexts, not everyone needs a turn, right? Gets yeah. a turn, right? Like yeah, it's, right. Yeah, it's, totally. You know, there's this idea that like, oh, everyone needs equity or not equity. They do need equity. No, they do need equity. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everyone needs the same thing. Everyone needs a turn. Everyone needs blah, blah, blah. Um, That's equality. Yeah. Not equity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this. We were in a group setting yesterday and, you know, I was thinking about turn taking, like who has had how much time to speak within the space of the room. Um, And I used to try to really push towards equality within that, right? And then what I learned is that there are some people within that space who the idea of having having to talk more would keep them from ever returning to the space. Right. And then other people who, if they had less space might feel less welcomed, yeah. right? And so it's, right. a, it's we don't all need the same thing. No, equity and equality are the same, or not the same thing. You <laughs> yeah, know, they're exactly. not the same thing. And no. That's why they're different words. Yeah, that's why they're different words. And yeah, it, they're very similar words, but they're different. And they're, they're significantly different in what they yeah. mean. And I mean, if, how would... How would this nation of ours be different if the preamble to the Constitution, you know, said with with equity and justice for all? It would be mm. a very different world. Oh, that is very true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some people, you know, uh, uh, everybody gets a one foot step stool. Yep. And for some people, trying to get the thing that's five feet off the ground, you can get it. For some people. One foot step stool does not get you the thing, yeah, that you need to make your life the best, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's that, there's but, that you know, graphic, right? That yeah, shows the, the difference. The people looking over the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like it works great for the some person who's already six feet, yeah. What if you're what if you're five looking over the seven foot wall and you got a one foot step stool, you still can't mm-hmm. see over the wall, but everybody got the same thing, so lump it, yeah, you know, yeah. Versus equity, which is they need a two foot step stool, not a one foot step stool, so mm-hmm. they can participate fully. So and you over here, you don't need a step. You don't stool. need a step stool, so quit hogging it. Yeah. Hey, but what about my step stool? You know. God, Why do you need one? It's ridiculous. What are you gonna do with it anyway? Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. So it's. I mean, that's. I mean that was that was a big learning moment for me. Even just today, is just thinking like, okay, I can articulate that the p- current plan is in my sphere of willingness. It is not in my realm of preference. Yeah, I mean, this was an equity situation. You can certainly see that. I mean, we both had these things that we both wanted to achieve the same thing today. Mm -hmm. And how do you achieve equity in, in making that happen? And different people can do different things and have different needs. Right, right. And so, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive an extra twenty minutes 
Mm -hmm. And we're all going to, do I have the 20 minutes to drive? Well, yes. Uh Do we all get what we want? Well, yes. It's like, okay. Yeah. Why? I mean, it's like, let's meet in the middle. It's like, that's way more convenient for me than it is for you today. So it's like, it's, it's easy. I mean, it's like I'm doing anything. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I have my foot on the gas and I'm, I'm driving and I'm steering a, a car for a little bit longer. It's like, so what? Yeah. So what? You might have gotten more podcast time today than you would have otherwise. Yeah, I would have otherwise. My gift to you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, you know, that that pivot that pivot can be about the shift from equality to equity. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, because equality sort of means that nobody really has to pivot. And equity means that sometimes we do have to pivot. But that, that pivot is in the in the benefit of all, not mm-hmm. just you. Yeah. So e- equality works for, for one, for, for, for one. Yeah. Equity works for everyone. Right. Is that true? I think so. Equ- equality is great for the people who it works for. Yeah. You know, but that's not everyone. But well, what, what defines equity is that it, everybody gets what they need in order to. Yeah. It's because it's needs based, not based on some sort of other economy of scale. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, it's it's recognizing that we're not working in the same we're not the same person. Yeah, we're not we're, we're actually different. Yeah, we have different um yeah, we have different things on our agenda, different things on our plates. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this worked out great. The thing that's interesting though is like what's so hard about saying saying what you need? I don't know the answer to that. Um, I, or I, I, I know I, I could talk it through. Yeah. That understanding is not necessarily going to make it easier the next time it happens though. So yeah. it's like, I think, I don't know if there's, I don't, I, I don't think the objective is necessarily to make that go away. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good check. It's, it's not, it's not bad always to have a little bit of a speed bump in place just to force some slowness through mm-hmm. a thing. I mean, it, it gives us the opportunity to do this check is like, is this equality or equity? Um, what, where in lies the resistance if there is any, mm-hmm. what's the, what's the nature of that? Is this something or is it nothing? Is it, yeah. Is this a one or a 10? You know, um, so I, I I don't I think just kind of seeing it as why is it so hard? It's like that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. No. You know? That's um, true. It's it's good to have some checks and balances in place, I think, with this kind of stuff. The 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 the, the difficulty of it might be seen as opportunity to do a check to to make sure that your needs are being mm-hmm. met as well. Yeah. You know, because it's like I'm no longer doing what I see as 100% my preference. Um, this is starting a little, little bit different. I'm a little reluctant. Yeah. Right. And being either the person being asked or the asker for a, for a pivot. Uh, th- that that resistance might just be some something inside you raising the hand saying, let's do a systems check. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do a systems check really quick and really... Kindly and compassionately towards oneself, seeing if this will work too. Right. What else will work? Yeah. yeah what else will work? And it's so this is like, it's a great opportunity to make sure that you're not, what did I say? Wishy-washy. Yeah. You know, just just kind of doing doing whatever to make other people happy as well. It's funny. You call it wishy-washiness. I call it pretzeling. Like to yeah, making yeah. yourself into a pretzel for the sake of others. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. That might be... I don't know if this is true. Mm. Um, this might be this might be uh, genderization. Mm. You know, um, masculinity and femininity might be playing a role in in how we see ourselves contorting. Yeah, because it's like I'm being wishy washy because that's not a a guy thing to do to compromise and you know all this kind of stuff. Right. And, right. You've got to be firm. Yeah, I got to be firm, and you know the eternal you know, caretaker of the, the women amongst us. Yeah. You know, 
who are so often expected to just take care of everybody and everything, mm-hmm. you know, as if you were a pretzel. It's not being, for you, it's not being wishy-washy. No. You know, it's not a threat to your gender. It's, you know, it's, you're being, you're, you're fully expected to do what many expect women to do. <laughs> right. By contorting yourself uncomfortably to make sure other people are happy. Yeah. You know. Well, and I mean, there's so much in culture that expects that of women. I mean, yeah, like, that's even, what I'm saying. Yeah. Even just the clothes, right? Like there's so many signs that women should at all points push themselves into shapes that other have yeah, decided right. for them. Right. right. Yeah. Just, and it's not you're even actually doing something. It's like, I need to make sure that my appearance is acceptable to others. So as to not inconvenience them by having to look at me and say, it's like, Oh my God. It's exhausting. Oh my God, I can't imagine. Literally, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. You know. So I, I do think, yeah, you're right. I think that there is some gender in this. And that's where that some of that original, it wasn't resentment, but we used to have conversations about this, about how I go waltzing into campus with tennis shoes, jeans, and a t-shirt on, and here you are over in heels in a... Yeah, in a blazer. And I'm just like, ah, just wear tennis shoes. And you're like, yeah, but uh, this is a different... Yeah. Situation yeah. that you're in that I'm in. You know, we're in the same place, but we're in different realities. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, true. It's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And, and there's resentment. It's like, why don't I have to do that? Right. But you, you almost had to, I think it's interesting. Like you had the consistency, like you had basically a uniform you I did. wore to work, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And then when you break outside of that, it's like, whoa, whoa. I'm, wearing, I'm wearing it now. You are, you yeah. are. Great and tennis shoes, jeans, and a black t-shirt. Yeah, and you break outside of that, and then people are like, whoa, oh, you, you got look, an interview well, today, well, with, Paul? Yeah, you look nice. And yeah. Like, Thanks. Right. Yeah. Ah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, But I mean, this this is my uniform, and it's completely acceptable to everyone I work with, I think. You know, and I well, think, I Paul. Think it's a gender thing. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a it's a gender thing. Yeah. Well, it's a gender, well but I mean, thing. interestingly, I think you've been showing up to work in like non tennis shoes. Yeah, I do. I I actually fancied it up a little bit. I'm not sure why. I mean, and when I say fancy it up, this is a low bar that I'm setting for myself. Non non tennis shoe shoes that are very very comfortable. Yes. And I keep a shirt with buttons in my office just in case I got to look good for somebody. You wore it yesterday. Yeah. It's like I'm off to class, so I'll grab the shirt with buttons and put it on on the way. I wore it for some of yesterday. Yes. I did not wear it for all of it <laughs> because I'm sitting in my office. Who cares? Right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's it's interesting the things we do for others, the things we do for ourselves, and where that intersection doesn't always yeah. go it, well. It's so interesting for both of us, though. I mean, we spent all this time and investment you know, going through graduate school, getting PhDs, getting fully promoted to the to the top of our promotional range, mm-hmm. and there's there's nothing left to do. So let's jump off of that track and let's do something completely different. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, you know, I I I won at uh, I I won at Monopoly, so let's play a different game. You know, on to risk. On to risk. Yeah. yeah. So it's let's let's put that game away. Let's play a different one because there's nothing left to win here. Yeah. And well, I mean, we we still, you know, though we were just talking about this yesterday. Those those things that we've done that mm-hmm. we've that have been that we've earned and had opportunity and privilege to to do, still pay out. Yeah. You know, in very different ways than how they were expected. Mm-hmm. But paleontologists, for good for goodness' sakes, it's that's like, true. I, it's like I. Not much. I, I I use the PhD more than the field. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I use the degree more than I I, I use the field. Yeah. I well, but that. I mean, when I went away, which is to, fine. Which when is fine. I went away to college, one of the things my dad has always said is that college degrees prove that you are teachable. Yeah. And I think I don't the, disagree with that. And yeah. I think the PhD proves that you can learn. Yeah. Like the bachelor's proves that somebody else can teach you. The PhD proves, I think, that you can teach yourself. Yeah. My graduate advisor used to say that the undergraduate degree teaches you, well, not nothing really. It's something that you have to do. Yeah. The master's degree teaches you how to ask questions. Mm. And, the, and, the, and, the, 
and the doctorate is where you learn how to write. Yeah. I thought you were going to say how to answer the questions. No, how to, how to write and communicate. Yeah. Well, when you have three degrees in English, you would hope that all of them are about that latter part. You would hope. You would hope. One would hope. Hmm. One would hope. This is our first podcast recorded in a closet. It is. <laughs> it is. There are stories about that, though. I think uh, Jenna Fisher, for her podcast, mm-hmm. I, think, I think she literally records them in her coat closet. Yeah. Um, which just tells me she has a very large coat closet. Yes. And probably a lot of coats. Yeah. No, no lie, though. I mean, you get great sound. and Yeah. That's what, that's what a lot of... It's like you're just starting a podcast and you're looking for a good room. Find a big closet with a lot of clothes hanging in it because mm-hmm. you won't get echo. Yeah, it's interesting, it's, like, it's, it? it's It's a good, yeah. it's, it's actually like confirmable strategy. It's like if you have a big coat closet, the luxury of that. It's yeah. not a bad choice. Well. Not a bad choice. Cool. There it is. There it is. Because in about 20 minutes, we have to put you back on the road. <laughs> a race against the snow. So. Right. That's the only urgency we have today. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool. What are you doing? Back to the mixer? Back to the mixer. More yeah. mixer well, time in. Gonna double check that I have everything else set up for Sunday. Cool. cool so cool. yeah. Awesome. And then make a timely departure and have a relaxing Friday evening. That sounds lovely. Yes. That sounds it's, it's gonna lovely. be a perfect day. I think the next episode of the Book of Boba Fett came out. Ooh. So I'm gonna probably watch that. I'm a little behind on the Boba Fett. Uh, you can stream them at any time. If Disney I can. Plus. It's true. Stream them at any time. Excellent. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Sherry. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, Bye. everybody. Episode 101. 101. So only 99 episodes away from episode 200. There, That's true. And there are as many episodes now as there were Dalmatians. No, that was... Was that 1,001? I don't remember. I think it's 101. Yeah. It yeah. must be 101 because 1,001, that's a lot of Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah. Like six is a lot of Dalmatians. <laughs> Two is a Two lot is of Dalmatians. Anywho. One might be a lot of Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast, yes. 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 Cool.